So I guess this week is all about me. Yes. So if anybody wants to turn back now, just <laughs> a warning. The spotlight's on you this time. Yeah, fun. Oh, so a couple of weeks ago you were struggling with uh, a hurt back during the episode. Yeah. It's my turn tonight with a hurt finger. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it hurts like a son of a bitch. No. <laughs> Maybe we're, we're cursed or something. Yeah. The worst thing is it's my nose-picking finger. <laughs> <laughs> I never realized picking your nose with the wrong finger is like writing with your other hand. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's extremely difficult, and the results are less satisfactory. Maybe this is your sign to stop picking your nose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll work on that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, another thing. Freaky last night, doing a crossword puzzle, four-letter word, and the clue was the Rubiat poet blank Kayan. Oh Never God. seen that clue before. Well, hopefully you got it. Yeah. Well, maybe I have seen it, but I just glossed over it because I had no idea who he was or what the Rubiat was until last week. Yeah. That's crazy, though. Yeah. It's funny how things <laughs> happen like that. Yeah. Alrighty, well, tonight, so I've been wanting to do some stories about haunted forests for a while. Yeah, are there that many? There, there are a few. Well, so here's the thing. I keep reading a lot of things like 10 most haunted forests, but then they talk about how creepy the forest is, but they don't mention anything about actual hauntings. So it's just the appearance. Yeah, so it's a creep, which is, which is fine, right? I yeah. Mean, there's no doubt that some of these are uh, creepy and most likely haunted. Yeah. But yeah, not a lot of information as far as actual hauntings. Hmm. Do hauntings include Bigfoot? <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't seen any of those yet, but... Yeah. You know how we're t always talking about how we've watched so many horror movies that were kind of... Desensitized. Desensitized, yeah. Yeah. I realize there are some things that still really creep me out. Really? Yeah. This is the book corner segment of the episode. Right? <laughs> okay. I was reading this uh, book, Strange Things in the Woods, by Steve Stockton. Hmm. And it's a collection of stories that he got from talking with other people, friends and families, etc., about their experiences in the woods. So just things that happened to them when they were in the woods. And it's really pretty creepy. <laughs> oh, no. But, yeah, it's, it's been fun to read because, like I said, the stories are really creepy and they're just real, right? Yeah. Just people telling their stories about what happened to them. So that, that got me thinking that I really should uh, jump back on these haunted forests. Yeah. The first one, and this is another one where I was reading a lot about, this is always in the top 10, top 5 of haunted forests, but there is a lot of information regarding actual hauntings. And that is the Okiagara Forest in Japan. I've never heard of it. 
You've never heard of the suicide forest? That's what it's called? Yes. The actual name is the Okiagara Forest. Oh, well, see, this is the problem of publicizing it so much in the media that it's just known as Suicide Forest. Yeah. I've never heard the original name. Yeah, so that's the original name. We learn something new every day. Yes, see? Okay, we can go now. (laughs) (laughs) It is obviously a creepy place. Yeah. Or maybe not obviously, maybe that's what we're going to talk about. But it does have a disturbing history, so I have no doubt that it is haunted. Yeah. Just didn't read a lot of information about, you know, specific accounts. Yeah. So the reason it's called the Suicide Forest is because it's the most popular destination in Japan for people wanting to commit suicide. That's so sad. Yes, it is. I hate to use the word popular because that seems kind of awkward when you're talking about a place where people go to commit suicide. Yeah. But lack of a better term. In the world, it is considered only second to the Golden Gate Bridge. Wow. What's that? I didn't know that that many people went to the Golden Gate Bridge. I mean, I knew there were enough to hear stories about it, but to be first compared to Suicide Forest. Yeah, I had no idea. I knew that it was a popular destination. Yeah. I had no idea that Golden Gate Bridge was the top of the list. Yeah. Yeah, that was surprising. I do want to say before I get started, I am in no way promoting or glorifying the forest or its reputation for suicide. Yes. One person commented that many people who have gone there had never spoken to anyone about their issues, which I find incredibly sad. Yeah. So before I continue, I have to say if anyone feels they need help or just need someone to talk to and family or friends aren't available, there are many resources out there like the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, 800-273-TALK. You can also go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org, and I'm sure there are many resources around the world for other people. So just please reach out. Again, I'm not glorifying this in any way. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was kind of hesitant to talk about it, but it is an interesting location. Yeah. The forest takes up about 14 square miles northwest of Mount Fuji on the very rocky and uneven ground made up of magma from the volcano. Oh, wow. It is also commonly known as the Sea of Trees because from above, the rolling forest trees waving in the wind resemble waves. Tree roots cover the forest floor because the dried magma makes it hard for them to grow deep. So that kind of adds to the creepiness factor. Yeah, that makes sense. The uneven ground, the tree roots, and the denseness, denseness, denseness (laughs) of the foliage make it very difficult to walk and very easy to get lost. Wow. Now, I have some questions about the over-dramatization of the getting lost thing. I haven't been there, so I can't say, but... At under or at around 14 square miles, the forest isn't that big. I mean, really. Yeah. You know, you say, well, 14 square miles. Wow. You know, but relatively speaking, the Green Mountain National Forest, so the location of the Bennington Triangle, you remember that, right? That's about 600 square miles. That's crazy. So 14 square miles, it looks like, you know, as long as you could manage to walk in a fairly straight line, you would hit a road within a few hours at the most, I would think. Yeah. So, I, you know, it's not like you could get lost and be walking for days. Yeah. Anyway, not to discount, it's just, 
I read a lot about with the soil being rich with magnetic iron from the volcano, you know, it plays havoc on cell phones and GPS and stuff like that. Yeah. But not discounting, haven't been there, so quite possible. Maybe it's like disorienting in a way. Yeah, it could be. Anyway, the quietness from the tightly packed trees absorbing the sound and the wind's inability to penetrate the forest only add to the creepiness. One visitor described the silence as chasms of emptiness. It's interesting. Yeah. So Mount Fuji is considered a sacred site in Japan, and folktales tell of ghosts and demons haunting the forest. Yeah. Part of the folklore involves the mythical practice of, I've heard many different pronunciations for this word, but I'll go with yubisut, which roughly translates to abandoning the old woman. Oh. Yeah. It is said in the folklore, families during times of famine that needed to reduce the number of mouths to feed would lead an elderly relative to a remote area, such as a forest, to die of dehydration, starvation, and or exposure. That's crazy. Hopefully that's just a folklore. Yeah, that's so sad. Maybe family tell their elders that if they're misbehaving or they won't (laughs) eat their vegetables. So it's like the opposite of children. (laughs) It's their turn now. Yeah. It is believed that two books made it popular to commit suicide in the forest. Oh, wow. The first was the 1960 novel Tower of Wave. I'm not going to even attempt to say the actual Japanese name for the novel or the author's name. Yeah. Now, I read two different versions of the end of the novel, one where the love-torn heroine goes to the forest to commit suicide and one where the couple both go to the forest. Even if I could get my hands on the novel, a translated version, obviously. Yeah. I wouldn't read it just to find out which version is true. And no, I wouldn't just skip to the end. Yeah. What's the point of getting a book if you're just going to skip to the end? Exactly. The other book was The Complete Manual of Suicide by, well, I'm not even going to say his name either. Okay. Just out of, I don't respect the guy enough to, to say his name. Well, by the title, I don't either. Yes, exactly. That was published in 1993 and describes the forest as the perfect place to die. That's really messed up. Yeah. It is said that the book is actually found near many of the bodies, which is really sad. Does this person not feel guilty? I don't know. I was just going to say, I can't even imagine making money off of people killing themselves. Yeah, no, that's... I read up a little bit to try to understand what his reasoning was behind writing this book. So I don't know, free speech and all, whatever, but I don't get it. I feel like it's free speech to an extent. You don't go encouraging people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. That's what I'm saying is that. Anyway, there is a public path in the forest, but then there are areas that are cordoned off with signs posted not to pass because you can easily get lost. Yeah. So I guess, you know, they, they do believe that people get lost there. So again, not discounting. So there's a public path that people... Yeah, it's a hiking place. People can go in and... Yeah, it's kind of bizarre, right? With what happens there? Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to risk going hiking there. What's the risk? Discovering anything. Oh, right. Yeah. That's got to be 
imagine yourself too. Imagine you have to go off the main path. Yeah. Right. Imagine people wander off. That makes sense. People actually use tape, kind of like police tape, but you know, different colors and different widths and stuff. Yeah. To mark their path when they're going into the forest. They say it's because if they're indecisive, it helps them get back. Oh. So again, talking about people getting lost. Yeah. Some of the tape is also left behind by the rescue workers. So when they go in, what's that? I was going to say that makes sense too. Yeah. So it's really eerie because you know, I've seen pictures and stuff where you just see these streams of different colored tapes running all through the forest. Really bizarre. So it's not cleaned up at all. I'll get to that. Okay. Right. So, but just at any time, because apparently there's so much activity that yeah, when you go off the regular path and deep into the forest, you'll see a lot of things maybe you don't want to see or just bizarre. Yeah. The tape, people's belongings really creepy shit yeah there is a suicide prevention effort at the forest with surveillance cameras increased patrols and they have signs like i won't quote this but it basically your life is a precious gift from your parents please think about your parents siblings and children don't keep it to yourself talk about your troubles so they have these various signs around well it's good that they're trying to prevent yeah that they're aware of it. Yeah, it was in 2009 that a patrol was started to approach people who didn't look like they were just out there to hike. Yeah. There was also an annual trek through the forest by police and volunteers to clean the forest. Just going back to what you were just asking about. Yeah. To clean the forest and to look for bodies, unfortunately. I have heard about that. Yeah. That allows them to bring them back for proper burial. But it is said that many of the victims are never found in the thick woods. Oh, wow. Back in the 80s, it was estimated that about 30 people a year committed suicide in the forest. But that estimate is now around 100 people. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. Japanese officials stop publicizing deaths because they don't want to glorify the practice. Yeah. Makes sense. I did read about the most popular methods, but yeah, just something I don't want to bring up. Yeah, no. It was interesting. I found a lot of discussions about the high rate of suicide in Japan. But I was looking at a report on the suicide rates for 183 countries. And Japan is up there on the list at 30th. Yeah. The United States is 34th, so not far behind them. Yeah. In comparison, the UK is 109th on the list. If you're going to say Japan has a high suicide rate, the United States does as well. Yeah. One person that works to help people in the forest is geologist Azusa Hayano. No clue if I pronounce that correctly. He has spent his life in and around the forest and has encountered hundreds of people contemplating suicide. He has persuaded many to not kill themselves and rescued many others who had already tried and were dying. Oh my gosh. So kudos to him for his lifetime effort to help people out there. A weird thing, I was watching a video featuring him and they were in the parking lot at the entrance of the forest and he was talking about the abandoned cars, something I had never even thought about. Oh yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah. And there was actually a car there when he was there and you could tell it had been sitting there for a long time. He said the cars can sit there for months. I thought that was really bizarre that 
they have these increased patrols and everything, but then the cars can sit out in the parking lot for months on end. Yeah. I mean, what if you could get lost in the forest and you weren't actually going there to commit suicide? You just got lost. Yeah. Buddhist monks are said to spend time walking through the forest to pray for the spirits of the dead. And, of course, the forest is believed to be haunted by those who have died in the forest. Yeah. I mean, how could it not be? I, I don't know how it wouldn't be. Yeah. Some say the spirits are vengeful and that they want to lure the sad and lost into the forest. That seems kind of sad that they went through all what they went through. Yeah. And then they're, they're vengeful spirits. I don't think they'd want to put anyone else through that. Like, I would like to believe that they wouldn't want anyone else to feel like that. Yeah, agreed. But the culture, which I believe is the same as our culture in regards to ghosts. Yeah. Is that tragic death or death with intense emotions results in the soul transitioning into a, a Yuri, which is a ghost. Yeah. And they're trapped in the realm between the worlds. So basically, they'll remain there until they receive a proper funeral or some ritual to give them peace and allow yeah. them to move on. Very sad. Yeah, extremely sad. It is a creepy place. Like I said, I hesitated because, you know, just the nature of the forest. Yeah. I don't want to glorify going there. Yeah. It yeah. is good to know that they're putting in efforts to help save people in the forest. Yeah. I yeah. was not aware of that. I did not know that at all. I didn't even know if it was like a hiking trail. I didn't either. That was the one interesting thing is I learned a lot about the forest that I didn't know. Yeah. Because you always hear about, oh, the suicide forest and people go there to commit suicide. Yeah. But that's all I ever really knew about it. Well, because it makes headlines for people, unfortunately. Yeah. It's kind of like people are taking that aspect for self-promotion. Yeah. Sad. So since you're not going to talk tonight, and you've been very quiet over there because obviously a very disturbing story. Yeah, it's a very sensitive subject. I'll move on to another story that I ran across while researching Haunted Forest. But I didn't think that this quite fit into the category of Haunted Forest. Yeah. And honestly, I skimmed right past it because it has to do with dolls. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And I felt I should steer clear of dolls for a while. <laughs> but since we have time. Yeah. We'll try to refrain from saying anything that may get us in trouble. Yes. None of that. Yeah. But I am talking about the island of the dolls in Mexico. I will attempt the Spanish pronunciation. La Isla de las Muñacas. No idea if I said that right. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I've always wanted to learn Spanish, but I figured I'd better get a handle on English first. Yeah. <laughs> There's really not a lot to this story, but it is interesting. Yeah. The island is located south of Mexico City in Lake Tishuilo, I think, around the remnants of the ancient Aztec canals. There are many, many variations of how this island of dolls came into existence, but that doesn't change the fact that it does exist. And as we talked about before, just because the origin stories get mixed up and embellished doesn't mean there isn't any truth in there somewhere. Yeah. Don Julian. I don't know if in Spanish that's Julian. I... I'm going to say Julian. Okay. We'll say the very white version. 
<laughs> okay. Don Julian Santana Barrera moved to the island sometime mid-1900s, about 1950-ish. And by all accounts, he lived on the island alone. I don't know how big the island. I don't think it's that, you know, not like a huge island or whatever. So it's a very tiny island. Yeah. From what I could find, he was born in 1921, so that would put him in about 30-ish when he lived on the island. Yeah. There are variations on how he ended up on the island and why. I read a number of accounts that he was the caretaker of the island, but there was no mention of what he was caretaking or who hired him to caretake. Hmm. Or if he took it upon himself to caretake and, you know, I don't know, just very strange. What, what you would caretake on an uninhabited island? Yeah. I also read that he was very religious and moved to the island for spiritual reasons and to live as a hermit. But I think the most prevalent story was that he left his wife and family to live on the island. Although there was real no explanation of why. Other than there were some comments that his mental health was not in the greatest of shape. So that could be the reason. And it is said that he lived a modest life and grew vegetables. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. The story is that Julian found the body of a little girl who drowned in one of the canals around the island. From what I can tell, Julian told people what happened. There weren't any real accounts of information from other people who could confirm this story. Yeah. So his story was that he had found this little girl, and I read in some instances where he actually buried her on the island. No one claimed? Right, exactly. That's why it makes it all kind of suspicious, because there was no real information about who this little girl was and, you know. Her parents. So the general belief is that he either made it up or he imagined it. Oh, okay. Okay. Either way, it sounds like he believed it. Yeah. Sometime after he found the girl, he found a doll floating in the canal. He picked up the doll and hung it on a tree. I read that he did that as a way of showing respect and support to the spirit of the girl, but I also read that he did it to appease her spirit. The milder of the stories is that he devoted his life to honoring the lost soul by collecting dolls by the hundreds and hanging them around the island. The scary version is that he claimed he began to hear voices and whisperings and other strange phenomenon, such as finding the doll that he originally hung on different trees. So the doll moving around. Oh my gosh. And he believed that bringing more dolls to the island would appease the girl's spirit. Over some 50 years, he scrounged in the trash and canals for discarded dolls to hang them in the trees around the island. In the canals? How many dolls were floating in the canals? I was wondering the same thing. I was wondering if you searched around for 50 years, how many dolls would you actually find? Oh, my God. <laughs> it, is a, it is said that he purchased some. So. Oh, okay. But the dolls were in various states of disrepair, including just parts of dolls, headless, limbs, missing eyes, etc. I do not like that. Yeah. In some accounts, it is said that at some point, he began to believe that all of the dolls were possessed by the girl's spirit. All of them? Yeah. The power she has. Yes, very strange. I did want to send you over a picture just to give you some perspective. Uh, you know, anybody can go out and just find pictures, obviously. Yeah. 
Now, a lot of the photos out there are, you know, people, photographers focus on all the creepy aspects, right? Yeah. I wanted to find something that just kind of gave you a general idea of what this island looks like. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's just, it is creepy no matter how you look at it. Yeah. But that's just a general idea of how many dolls are hanging around this island. And there's like multiple on one tree. Yeah. It kind of looks like they're climbing up. (laughs) <laughs> but like backwards. backwards. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of dolls. No, I am not either. I'm not sure if I would want to go there. I guess they're not. This one's not as creepy looking. If they're like headless and missing limbs and eyes. Yeah, like I said, some of the photos that capture those more creepy dolls. Yeah. Are definitely disturbing. Yeah. Respectfully, but... I would stay away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I wanted to find something that would give you just a kind of a general aspect of what he was doing Yeah. before the whole focus on the creepiness came in. It kind of looks pretty. Yeah, I don't know if pretty is the word I would use, but it is interesting. Well, I mean, as in like the background and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, the island itself. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Just a little extra decoration there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I read in the 90s he actually earned money giving people tours of the island. Wow. So a businessman. Yeah. But he actually died in 2001. He drowned in the same area where he said he found the little girl. I wonder if it was like a premonition. Yeah, I was wondering that too. I was wondering, well, is it a premonition or did he go there? To drown? To drown. Could have drowned himself. I guess that's true. Yeah. But. Either way, it's odd. Yes. We'll go with the premonition. Yeah, definitely odd. I mean, the whole thing is odd. No discounting that, regardless of what the stories are. Yeah. Local legends tell of the dolls moving their heads and arms, even opening their eyes. And some claim they have heard the dolls whispering to one another. Now that's... What do they have to say? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I want to know what they're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, well, that would be concerning. Yeah, what are they talking about? Yeah. Are they talking about me? (laughs) I guess if they're lonely, they kind of have to do something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. Again, local legend. I don't know how much of that is kind of like local legend, urban legend type stuff. You yeah. Know? After his death, the island became a tourist attraction and visitors often bring dolls and hang them on the trees. And there's said to now be thousands of dolls on the island. I didn't find an exact estimation. I imagine it's hard to figure out how many there actually are. Hey, I'm I'm not sure if anybody's actually taken the time to go through and count them all. (laughs) I feel like you would lose count so easily. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) I would like to know, I'm not going to test this theory, but what would happen if you took a doll? Yeah, yeah, I would not even... I wouldn't test it. Do you get good luck giving a doll? It didn't say anything about any stories behind, you know, you bring a doll and good luck, or if you take one. I would be curious. Yeah. Other than, you know, the, again, the, the local legends, I didn't find any real stories about anything paranormal going on. Yeah. Like seeing ghosts. Maybe people are too distracted by the dolls. Yeah, could be. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to know what his Christmas trees looked like. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be disturbing. <laughs> but, you know, haunted or not, if you're looking for a creepy-ass place to visit, can't go wrong there, honestly. It kind of reminds me of the Island of Lost Toys. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, maybe this is. Maybe this is the island of lost dolls. Maybe each type of toy has its own island. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Is there an island of lost clowns? I would definitely not go on that island. (laughs) I agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) They can stay lost. (laughs) Yeah. But I would be curious what it would be like going to this one. I would not go at nighttime. No way. Do they have night tours? That's a good question. I was just, just wondering that when you said that. I read about the tours, but I didn't read anything about like night tours or anything. No, like nighttime camping? Yeah, that would be the other thing was, you know, you wonder if they let you stay there like some of these other haunted places. Yeah. Where you could go stay the night. I didn't see anything when I was researching it. Yeah, that'd be interesting. But yeah, I, I would not go at nighttime. <laughs> yeah. Daytime will stay with that. Yeah, that'd be kind of creepy at night. And not because, again, there's not a lot of stories of it being haunted, just because I don't want to be in the dark with a bunch of decapitated dolls. <laughs> I was going to say, with all the dolls' eyes looking at you. Yeah. But I guess if they're decapitated, they can't really do <laughs> yeah. that. Or they're missing eyes. Oh, yeah, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> anyway, that was it. That's all I got. That was interesting and sad. Yeah. Probably have more on Haunted Forest later on, but for now, this is all that I've got. I would like to comment. Last week, you mentioned I need to pick a story where I can pronounce everything. (laughs) And here you are this week. (laughs) Well, I thought we decided that our pronunciation is horrible, so we can't find stories where we can pronounce everything. That's true. But even the stories in the United States. I struggle. I do too. I think it's mainly the names. I agree, yeah. It's the names. I always struggle with names. Anything else? I don't have anything else to add. Yeah, there's not much to say about the Okiagara Forest, except if you need help, please go out and find it. Yes. And the Island of the Dolls is just bizarre. Yeah. Right, I mean, it's it's fascinating story. And obviously, it's a huge tourist attraction now. Yeah. But anyway. Okay, well, I guess we'll wrap it up. Thank you very much for joining us. Make sure to visit next week for more weird and creepy stories. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 12 past 3 or email us at podcast at 12 past 3com Good night. Good night. <laughs>